Hello, I'm Dr. Annalene Weston, Dental Eagle Consultant at Dental Protection. Welcome to Risk Bites, a series of podcasts created specifically for dental practitioners in Australia. Risk Bites looks at the key dental legal risks and issues affecting dental practitioners across Australia and provides helpful advice and guidance on how to steer clear of them, leaving you free to provide safe and high quality dental care for your patients. In this edition, my colleague, Dr. Simon Parsons, is going to consider whether independence as contractors is always a good thing and how we can ensure contractors remain part of our team. Simon, it's commonplace in the current dental working environment for dentists, hygienists, OHTs, and some therapists too, to be in a contractor relationship with a practice. For the sake of clarity, what is a contractor relationship and how is it different from being an employee? That's a great question. And it's one that's probably best answered by referring to how government agencies here in Australia make a distinction between the two. The Australian Taxation Office draws a clear distinction in that an employee works in your business and is part of your business, whereas a contractor is running his or her own business and is obliged to fulfil the terms of the contract, but is otherwise free to accept or refuse any additional work. The Australian government's business.gov.au website elaborates on this and notes that contractors are sometimes called independent contractors and that they generally use their own processes, tools, and methods to complete their work. They also usually negotiate their own fees and working arrangements and can work for more than one client at a time. These specific aspects of a contractor's behaviour mean that they have a certain degree of independence and autonomy in how they perform their work, how many hours they agree to work, and so on. It sounds like this aspect of independence can be a two-edged sword. Yes, it can. On the one hand, having independent workers in a practice often results in a reduced burden in terms of HR responsibilities and enables mutual flexibility in the workplace. A practice can often easily terminate the services of a contractor either without notice or with short notice if the contract allows for this. This means that the business can ramp activity up or down without too much fear of an unfair dismissal claim, especially during times of a pandemic or if an allegation of improper conduct arises. But on the other hand, independent contractors can be harder to control and may not respond favourably to advice, instruction or feedback, feeling that they are their own boss and therefore believing that they might not need to follow the policies of the practice, however reasonable they may be. By comparison, employers have much more control over what employees may be required to do as part of their duties in the workplace, with employees being obliged to take reasonable instruction from the employer. Can these differences create some tension in the workplace? They certainly can. For example, where a practitioner is a contractor while a DA is an employee. The practice owner might require the DA to comply with the work process or procedure such as issuing a new medical history form to patients annually upon their arrival. While the practitioner might not see this as necessary and not support the DA in that duty, nor agree to check through that written history with the patient afterwards. It can mean that independence is a recipe for some conflict in the workplace between team members and between the managers of a practice 
and the workers at that practice. So I think what you're saying then, Simon, is independence is not always a good thing. Is that right? That's right. Independence can lead to strong ownership of outcomes and often a significant level of commitment by an individual as good independent contractors recognise that they make or break their own reputation. And if they don't make themselves available for work, they don't get paid. Also, they can be aware of the lack of strong workplace protections available to them and therefore work that little bit harder to keep a healthy commercial relationship running with a practice to ensure that they still have work in the weeks and months to come. I've seen this in a much lower sick leave rate among contractors at a practice compared to the employees. However, that's not always true. And with independence can come other forms of conflict, such as when a patient complaint arises and a contractor is notified of it. Often a complaint can be more complex than merely arising from an adverse treatment outcome and can include concerns about a suboptimal overall experience at a practice. Both the practice staff and the contractor may have a case to answer. Difficulties can then arise in resolving the complaint as each party may view their level of contribution to the overall complaint differently and may have different views on how it should be resolved or if it should be taken seriously at all. We also often see contractors only working one or two days a week at a practice rather than being an integral part of the everyday practice team. It's this issue that can lead to a lack of buy-in to the practice, its image, its goals, or its priorities. So if some independent workers don't feel they're part of a practice team, is that a risk? I definitely see it as a risk, as by definition, a team has shared mutually agreed goals, responsibilities, and measures of success. If some workers are not agreed on what needs to be achieved and how to achieve it, it means that the team may not function properly and therefore fail to be an effective team. What then can we do about it? If you're going to have independent contractors working at a practice, I feel it is essential to get back to basics and treat them as much as possible like an employee in terms of how they are included in what goes on at the practice. This starts from the time they first come to the practice and then continues. Let me explain. First, you need to recruit people who are team players rather than clinicians who really want to run their own private practice on your premises. I'm saying this while assuming that you don't want a group of solo practitioners all working independently under your roof. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Therefore, you'd need to be cautious in hiring someone who, for the last 20 years or so, has run a solo practice. Such a person is used to calling their own shots and won't be likely to willingly take any sort of instruction from the practice. So if you do hire them, do it because that person clearly has indicated at the interview that they don't want to be making all the decisions and they're happy to work with others to let them run the overall practice. Well, that sounds very sensible. What else? Second, you will need to perform a thorough induction where the practice's policies, procedures and overall ethos are clearly explained to the contractor. That's the only way a contractor can really be expected to know how the practice runs and what is acceptable or not at the practice. 
This will cover issues of safety, infection control, confidentiality, privacy, and all the other sorts of issues that can often be assumed, but probably aren't always fully understood. Third, you'll include the contractor in practice emails, meetings, and other avenues of communication so that the contractor can stay up to date with what's going on. Make them feel like they belong and have a contribution to make above and beyond simply turning up and doing their work. Further, you'll organise regular team meetings, at least quarterly for contractors who aren't simply short-term locums, to discuss how the role is going, review the contractor's overall performance and outcomes, and iron out any hiccups that might occasionally be occurring. You'll also offer to be receptive to their feedback, back to you as the contractor's fresh eyes can be really helpful in identifying opportunities for improvement at the practice. In other words, you need opportunities for dialogue and reciprocal learning. Do you have any other suggestions or solutions for us, Simon? You'll also celebrate success together. There's nothing worse than organising the practice's Melbourne Cup afternoon or Christmas party, and then failing to invite a contractor or expecting the contractor to pay their own way while all the employees have their costs paid for. Be sure to include your contractors in celebrations as they're contributing to the practice's success and need to be recognised for their contributions too. Finally, show loyalty and model appropriate behaviour. Some practice owners shrug off complaints or other problems that arise with contractors and simply throw them at the contractor to resolve. That's not only a recipe for it going wrong or being managed in a way that's contrary to how the practice would want it to be managed, but also a sort of hanging someone out to dry approach. If someone is worthy of working at your practice, you want to support them during the tough times and let them know that you have their back, so to speak. This doesn't remove the contractor's legal responsibilities to own a problem but instead helps create an environment where you support one another. That way, if something at the practice level goes wrong, the contractor will be less inclined to wash his or her hands off it too, and will hopefully work with you to sort it out. Goodwill goes both ways. You want contractors to go the extra mile, such as taking on extra shifts when things go wrong at short notice and you're short-staffed. So be sure to create an environment for this to happen. And then you'll create a more inclusive, cooperative workplace and a practice where everyone is part of the team, no matter what their employment status happens to be. Well, thank you so much, Simon, for that relevant and helpful content. And thank you all for listening. We do hope this podcast was helpful to you all, and we look forward to sharing more guidance with you in the future. If you like Dental Protection Podcasts and you'd like to hear more, please subscribe and leave a review.